The University of Maryland Global Campus was established to bring a respected state university education to working adults at home and abroad. 70 years ago, we sent professors overseas to educate service members and their families on military installations and on the front lines. Today, we're online because that's where working adults need us, that's where you need us. We'll support your commitment to being a successful student with services that fit your lifestyle, and we offer more than 90 programs and specializations for where you are and where you want to be. University of Maryland University College is now University of Maryland Global Campus. We go the distance because times have changed, but what we're made for hasn't. UMGC offers online support for veterans, including resources at the Veterans Resource Center, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, virtual advising, transfer credits, and lifetime career services. Speak to our dedicated military and veterans advisors who can help you find the right degree for your career path. Visit umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Deezer. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our great friends over at Stanley Law Offices, Welch & Company Jewelers, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, and Bryant & Stratton College of Syracuse. Two- and four-year degrees always available at Bryant & Stratton College of Syracuse, Oswego Street, and James Street, two great locations in central New York, check out the new nursing program and a host of others as well. BryantStratton.edu, Bryant Stratton College of Syracuse, the official college of the ML Sports Platter. All right, here we go. It is time for my NFL Week 4 recap. And we swing it all the way back to last Thursday uh, in a game that was, you know, pretty darn entertaining. Jacksonville had a 14 to nothing lead on Thursday night football over the Cincinnati Bengals, and then it was 14 and 10 in respective quarters scored for the Bengals. They come back, they win it. Joe Burrow's a stud. Some of his throws, I mean, his mechanics, his mobility in the pocket, he is a star in the making. Uh, Tyler Boyd had a big 100 uh, yard game. And, uh, you know, Cincinnati's offense is super exciting. You know, I've, I've said it for quite a while. You know, they, they've got major guys. I mean, they've got Burrow. They have Mixon. They have uh, Boyd. They've got Jamar Chase, who's outstanding, who played with Burrow at uh, LSU. Uh, even the kid C.J. Uzama is doing some things, caught two touchdowns in this game. Um, you know, look, Jacksonville's 0-4. You know, it's going to be a really, really strug- a tough year. It's going to be a trying year. It's going to be a struggling type year for Urban Meyer. And... Um, you know, facing facts, I'm not quite sure if, uh, you know, if if Jacksonville's going to win more than one game this year. Um, 
you know, they're that bad. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think, will be okay, but you got to keep surrounding him, obviously, with, with talent and help. Um, you know, this Bengal team, though, I, I'm dialed in all the time to watch this Cincinnati offense because I think they're a freaking blast to watch. And, um, you know, Burrow had a, a 132.8 rating. I mean, you know, he's pretty darn good, went well over 300 yards. So the Bengals win. They move to 3-1, and by the way, and they are 2-0 and at home. Moving forward, Washington football team. What an awesome win this was for Ron Rivera's group. Taylor Heineke looked awesome in this game. And, you know, this is just more abysmal Atlanta Falcon football, right? They've got the new regime. They go out and get Arthur Smith. They start selling hope back to the fan base. You know, I've said it for a long time. Since they were up 28-3 in the Super Bowl, that was the window. That was so many guys in their prime. Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, you know, Dan Quinn has clearly established that he's a better assistant than he is head coach. This year, especially proving that, right? Um, just a, really a comedy of errors, poor tackling, awful game management. And I thought Atlanta kind of got pushed around in the second half, too, in this game. Um, and, and Washington's got some stars. I mean, they have Antonio Gibson, a semi-star. Terry McLaurin's a star in this league. He's had some unbelievable catches. Remember, McLaurin had the great uh, corner catch against the Giants, um, and then he was great here. McKissick is a, produ- a, product- a productive player. Um, you know, they're pumping out offense across the board with these guys. And Taylor Heineke, you know, I've heard comparisons to, you know, a young Ryan Fitzpatrick, a guy who likes to take chances. Um, he's got a really strong arm, man. You know, maybe they found something here with him. I mean, we've still got a you know a little ways to go here, but Washington, I've said it for a long time. I've loved this roster for a couple of years. You know, I I, I do. I mean, the front line of on defense is fantastic. Um, you know, they've got uh, you know Allen and Montez Sweat and Chase Young and company. The secondary and the linebackers leave a little bit to be desired there, and we saw the Bills really carve them up not too long ago. So maybe that's some, somewhat of a weak link, but it's special teams really good. They've got offensive weapons across the board, and they're trying to find the quarterback in Taylor Heineke. So let's see how that plays out, but maybe they found something. I mean, right now, Gibson, McLaurin, McKissick, uh, Heineke, I mean, this team this team can score points, and they did 34-30 winners over Atlanta. The Bills just destroyed the Houston Texans, and the Bills were only up 16 nothing at the half, and it didn't feel like they were even up, but... It felt like that they will be up by at least another 20-plus points, and that's exactly what they did in dominating fashion. Josh Allen was super efficient, 20-29, 248 yards and two touchdowns. This was just a man-against-boy situation. I mean, there's nothing Houston can do. They have no playmakers whatsoever on either side of the ball uh, outside of Brandon Cooks, but they don't have a quarterback to get it to him. Davis Mills was picked off four times. The Bills' defense continues to suffocate offenses uh, the last three weeks they have done that uh, to Washington, to Houston, to Miami. Uh, you know, they had some unbelievable uh, – Star Latule was great. Ed Oliver, I thought, was the best player on the field. Um, I mentioned the interceptions, one each for Jaquan Johnson, Tyler Medikevich, Tremaine Edmonds, and Micah Hyde. And this game showed how deep the Buffalo Bills are because the Bills, you know, they, they, they went into the game without John Feliciano. They went into the game without Jordan Poyer. They went into the game without Taron Johnson, and they basically didn't miss 
any kind of a beat. Now, look, I get that the Texans are arguably the worst team in football. Right now, probably be Jacksonville the worst, and then maybe either Houston or Detroit, although I'd put Detroit a little bit ahead because Jared Goff, uh, I guess, is a smidge better than Davis Mills, right? Um, or maybe a couple smidges. Um, but the reality is, uh, you know, this this is still the NFL, right? And the Bills were missing a few pieces, and they played another NFL team because you have to look at it like that too, and it just wasn't close. Um, and they missed a couple of guys. Now, I I, I think that as as we go on here, you know, the Bills will have uh, a, a monumental opportunity. Uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday. That'll be something to really watch. Matt Milano is day-to-day. Taron Johnson's day-to-day. Poyer is day-to-day uh, as I record this. So let's see what they do uh, this week in terms of the health protocols and all the rest. But, um, you know, they're going to need a full a full house against that Chiefs team. There's no question that's a huge game. It's a big game in terms of the seating for home field. Uh, it's a big game just for, I think, a bigger game for the Bills just from the standpoint that they've been getting rolled by the Chiefs the last few uh, outings. Um, you know, the Bills have committed to the run game. Uh, Zach Moss had a nice day. Devin Singletary had a nice day. Uh, they can wear people down when they get a lead, too. I mean, that's that's the big thing. I, Devin Singletary has got to clean up the fumbles a little bit. But Zach Moss, man, I mean, when they get a little bit of a lead here, it, you know, it's reminiscent. Again, I've talked about this. The 49er and Steeler games last year, he just wore those teams down. Um, 49er and Bronco games, excuse me, just wore him down. Uh, Stephon Diggs predictably had a big day. Emmanuel Sanders, the connection with Josh Allen is just, I probably had a schedule. And you know what? Haven't heard a lot of Zach Ertz talk lately, huh? About how the Bills should have brought him in. Well, because Dawson Knox right now is playing great football. He had five catches for 37 yards, was a big time red zone guy, two touchdowns scored. Uh, he rumbles with the ball. He's got big, you know. He's a, he's got great size, athleticism, and oh, by the way, that vision school that he went to in the offseason certainly paying off. And he's a great blocker. So Dawson Knox playing extremely well. All phases of the game, the Bills were dominant. Tyler Bass continues to kick extremely well. Four for four uh, in this game for Tyler Bass. So. Uh, just a dominating performance for the Bills. They lose week one. I think it was the best thing to happen to them. They uh, now win three in a row, dominating fashion in each game, and now they play the Kansas City Chiefs. Great, great stuff from Justin Fields uh, in this game. Um, you know, him and uh, Darnell Mooney were in sync basically the entire game, and I really, really, really love the um, the, the the Bears mixing and matching with the play action and rolling Fields out, etc. And David Montgomery is one of the best running backs in the NFL. He went for 100-plus yards and two touchdowns. Mooney had an 100-yard game receiving. Uh, You know, the Bears offense clicked a a pretty good while there, uh, and they threw the ball pretty deep uh, on occasion. Uh, And and we know that, you know, the home fans, they're they're clamoring for excitement. They, you know, they're starving for a successful Bears team. And this team now fights back to 2-2 on the season, and they're 2-0. At home, Cowboys beat the Panthers 36 to 28. I thought that was just another wonderful game for Dak Prescott, who lit up the Panthers' defense. He had four touchdowns uh, in this game. Uh, really, I thought both quarterbacks, uh, Sam Darnold, got picked off twice, but made some decent throws and, and a couple of good decisions in the red zone. But both quarterbacks, I kind of felt like this game was a toss up going in. I did pick Dallas. 
if you remember, because I just looked at it like, man, Carolina four in a row. Like, can they you know, winning? Winning in the NFL is hard. You win one game, it's hard. You win two in a row, harder. Three harder. You know. Um, but I got to tell you, uh, you know, part of why I picked the Cowboys was Dak. Uh, he is actually playing really well now. Am I buying into Dallas? No, because Dallas always does this. Dallas. Uh, is bringing people in and, and setting up their fans for disappointment. Ezekiel Elliott was all over the place running the football, 143 yards and 20 carries uh, for an average of 7.2 yards a carry. And, you know, Dak spread it out. He only had 188 yards throwing, but he was so efficient, great in the red zone, uh, you know, as was Ezekiel Elliott. You know, Cooper, Schultz, Wilson, all these guys, C.D. Lamb, a lot of guys getting involved uh, for Dallas and, and a good win for them. But again, I'm not buying in yet. Uh, I got to see the Cowboys over the duration of a season. Colts beat the Dolphins 27-17. This is just an awful football game for Miami. I mean, they were they were awful. They were shut out of the end zone until the fourth quarter. They scored 14 points in the fourth. By then, it was too late. Carson Wentz was actually pretty efficient in this game. Jonathan Taylor, 100-yard game there. And Allie Cox is just fantastic. I mean, here we go. This guy, former VCU player. Um, in basketball, and the guy has just become an unbelievable weapon for the Colts, Mo Alley-Cox. Uh, two touchdowns, super physical, runs all the routes, can jump over people. Uh, he's one of the most dynamic, fun, exciting players in the NFL to watch, and that Colts physicality and their defense got back a little bit for a road win. They needed it because if they had lost that game, they would have been 0-4. Uh, now both Miami and the Colts are 1-3. and Browns at the Vikings. Baker Mayfield was awful in this game, and the Browns were horrendous in this game overall, and yet they still found a way to get it done. Uh, ugly, ugly game. It was 11-7 Cleveland at halftime. Only three more points were scored in the fourth quarter. That was when Cleveland got three, and they went at 14-7. It was kind of just a puncher's game, uh, you know, back and forth fighting, mano y mano. Who's going to throw the last hook, uh, the last cross? And Cleveland did, and they, I thought, did a great job on the uh, line of scrimmage. Nick Chubb was also fantastic. Just an outstanding, outstanding job uh, from the Cleveland Browns in terms of just fighting through a game. I mean, when you can play a D game and you go on the road in a tough environment against a team that also, by the way, can we talk about the Minnesota Vikings coming in with some unbelievable momentum uh, because of what happened the week before and that great win against the Seattle Seahawks. Cleveland went in there and they just got it done. And sometimes it just does not matter what it looks like. Baker Mayfield was not very efficient in this game. He threw it 33 times. He only completed 15 passes. He was honestly, he was dreadful. And I'm not a big Baker guy um, to begin with. Uh, but Cleveland, again, D game and they won the football game. Big time stuff there. Giants, unbelievable win over the New Orleans Saints, 27-21. The G-Men came all the way back. This was a 14-10 game at the half. Not, I shouldn't say all the way back, but they came back. Uh, and the way the game was kind of going in the third quarter, you kind of looked, okay, you know, it's just about converting right now because the Giants were really starting to outplay them, and ba-boom, they did. They get 11 points. Uh, they outplayed them in the third, but were still down in this game. Um, <clears throat> 14 to 10 after three quarters, but the Giants, you could start to feel it, right? And they could turn it, and they scored 11 in the fourth quarter, and then they win it in overtime. Saquon Barkley, terrific, terrific run uh, in OT uh, to win it, and uh, <clears throat> the Giants grabbed their first win of the year. By the way, Galladay had a terrific game, 116 yards, and Daniel Jones was ultra-efficient, man. 
He was. I've been riding him a little bit in terms of how he panics, but he has been efficient this year. He did have one interception, but he went 28-40 for 402 yards. So uh, if they can get that out of Daniel Jones most games this year, the Giants, you know, it's going to be a different football team. There's no doubt uh, about that. Moving on here, the ML Sports Platter. It is week four of the NFL. My recap uh, here on the program brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy and Heather Saxton of Hunt Real Estate. Go find Heather, Heather at Hunt on Facebook. She is awesome. Buy and selling homes in the greater New York State area. Heather can help you out today. Uh, Jets are winners over the t- Tennessee Titans. I-, I couldn't believe this game. Um, I-, I was glued to it you know, all the way through kind of when they picked it up, uh, I think on CBS, and then uh, I watched the overtime, of course, and plus I have Derrick Henry on my fantasy team, so I was really chomping at the bit to to win. I've won three in a row in fantasy, which is, you know, hey, uh, every once in a while a squirrel who is blind will find a nut. Uh, but the Jets, 27-24 winners over Tennessee, and I, I got to tell you, Zach Wilson made some throws. He made some big-time throws in space, tight coverages and the like, and that was a big difference in this game. And I also thought the Jets just, you know, kind of taking their head coach's persona in this game and Robert Sala and just fighting and, and, and playing physical football right to the last whistle uh, was certainly something uh, to be, uh, uh, you know, to, 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 to tip your cap to as well. So the Jets are on the board. The Giants are on the board. Uh, New York football fans, or I should say tri-area football fans, uh, they play in New Jersey. We know that the Buffalo Bills are the only team in New York State, right? Um, but I, you know, New York City football fans can rejoice. Uh, Tri-State, New York City, New, New Jersey, whatever you want to call it. Uh, a nice win for the Jets, there's no doubt about that. Chiefs and Eagles went into a shootout, a lot of which was sloppy. You don't normally look at a 42-30 to 30 game and say, well, geez, sloppy offense, sloppy this. But it was sloppy tackling um, on both sides. I thought that the offensive lines actually were not that great in this game. Um, I thought that there was a lot of improv from Jalen Hurts to Patrick Mahomes, who cooked the Eagles for five touchdowns. You know, Clyde Edwards, Elaire with an 100-yard game. Uh, I thought there was a lot of improv because the offensive line was horrific on both ends. Tyree Kill was spectacular in this game, 186 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he and Patrick Mahomes just lighting it up. Edwards Elaire lighting it up. The Chiefs now 2-2 two and two on the year, hosting the Bills on Sunday Night Football. Can we say that right now the Arizona Cardinals are the best team in football? I mean, is that possible? 37-20 winners over the Rams. The Rams have come in hot, 3-0. And the Cardinals with Kyler Murray just basically ransacked. I mean, that's all there is to it. This was a Rams team, mind you, that if you look at the first three games of the, of the year, Beat the Bears by 20, beat the Colts, well, only by three, and then beat the, the Bucks by double digits on on, on uh, Sunday the, the 26th. So they were coming in as one of the hottest, if not the hottest and the best team in the entire NFL. Many people picking them to go to or win the Super Bowl, including Tony Kornheiser on PTI in the preseason. Uh, and the Cardinals just dusted them. I mean, they really did. They dusted them from every possible vantage point. And, you know, Arizona, to me, Arizona has a lot of just great freak football player and athletes, right? Chase Edmonds, amazing. You know, Kyler Murray, 
uh, amazing athlete. Incredible. I mean, you cannot take your eyes off of Kyler Murray. A.J. Green going back in time. He's having a nice little renaissance. We know about DeAndre Hopkins, right? I think Rondell Moore is a star in the making. And then on defense, I mean, good grief. Buda Baker is a monster. Jalen Thompson, Isaiah Simmons. I mean, they have so many, and I loved that Isaiah Simmons pick. I followed him very, very closely uh, at Clemson. Uh, he's in his second year in the NFL. He's everywhere. He is a linebacker you can place all over the place. And, you know, you can put him on the middle. You can put him on the outside. You can rush him up front if you want. Uh, you can maximize his versatility. I- I'm telling J.J. Watt is on this roster. You don't even think about him. Uh, this Cardinal team, man, you know, maybe Cliff Kingsbury has figured it out. Maybe that snow dive last year, you know, really helped them you know, learn and, and fix some things because, man, they look really, really dangerous right now. And I think you could argue Kyler Murray's the MVP of the NFL. Seahawks at the 49ers. I couldn't believe the stat that I heard. Russell Wilson has never lost three games in a row. I mean, that's – if you're in pick'em leagues and all the rest and you see the Seahawks with two-game losing streak, pick them. <laughs> you know, he was great. You know, he was great. He had three total TDs in, in the win. Uh, over the Niners, I thought the Seahawks defense really did some great things. Um, you know, as the game uh, went on, uh, Trey Sermon got his. Debo Samuel had a huge day for the 49ers in a losing cause, 156 yards and two touchdowns. But probably the story of the game, more than even the Seahawks winning and Russell Wilson not losing three in a row still, is that Jimmy Garoppolo is injured again. And I, I'm telling you right now, man, this guy is always is always, always, always injured. And, you know, he's a little bit like Matt Milano for the Bills. He's a little bit like Aaron Judge for the Yankees. You know, I'm telling you right now, when they're healthy, they're in there and they're winning and they're great. They're effective. They're productive. But now, you know, we've got Trey Lance probably getting, you know, some meaningful snaps here because Garoppolo is 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 out again with the calf injury. And it's just getting really old. It's getting really tiring. It's probably getting tiring for him, for the Niners, for Niner fans. Um, You just can't count on this guy, man. You just can't. And Trey Lance went in there and actually played pretty well. 9 of 18, 157 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, He had a rating of over 117. Um, We know he's active on the ground, seven carries for 41 yards. I mean, he had 198 total yards in this game and, and was effective. And so... You know, Garoppolo, for the kind of money he makes, man, you can't afford him getting hurt all the time. And yet, here we are again. Another Jimmy Garoppolo injury. Unbelievable. Uh, Ravens beat the Broncos on the road. I was so impressed. You know, again, Baltimore went in there against a Denver team. Hostile environment. Lamar Jackson with the kind of the cranky back. um, And they just slapped Denver around with every facet of the football game. They ran it with Murray. Marquise Hollywood Brown, what a layout catch for 49 yards. Murray, or uh, Lamar was spectacular on the ground and through the air. And now Baltimore is at 3-1, and one, and Baltimore is a dangerous club. Baltimore, you know, I think right now is the front runner to win the AFC North. The front runner. Now, will they? They'll probably duke it out with Cleveland. Pittsburgh looks hideous, obviously. We'll get to them in a minute. But uh, they look pretty darn good, and that stout defense is is there. It's back. 
Lamar is is pretty close to unstoppable. Hollywood Brown is playing incredibly well. Latavius Murray, plenty of tank uh, gas left in the tank. The offensive line we know is really really good. I'm telling you, man, you know Ravens can win the turnover battle. They can push you around. That's a good Raven team. And John Harbaugh's hell of a coach. He really is. Remember when 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 people wanted him out not too long ago? Just hysterical. It really is. All right, a couple more to get to here quickly. The Packers over the Steelers, 27-17. Big Ben totally lost in this game. Again, the offensive line fouling him. Uh, you know, Deontay Johnson had a 92-yard game and a touchdown for Pittsburgh, but that's really, to me, the only bright spot. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was really good. Him and Cobb uh, connected for the second TD uh, late in that game, or uh, in the, let, let me see, was it, was it late in the fourth quarter was the second one? Let me see. Um, but Rodgers looked good. He spread the ball around for sure. Uh, uh, you know, this Packer team is, is back that week one. Again, week one aberration, right? Week one uh, week one overreaction time. Uh, it was in the third quarter when Randall Cobb caught the second touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. But they win 27-17. The Packers, you know, really were eaten alive. The uh, Steeler offensive line, just a total mismatch for sure. Um you know, in the Green Bay Packers, I mean, look, I, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Um, I think this is going to be kind of a last dance situation um, for uh, for Aaron Rodgers, and we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see what they do here for for, for, for the the rest of the year. But uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, Jair Alexander, uh, as I record this, um, it's his shoulder. He's getting additional options. He's undergoing more tests. Um, so we'll see what happens here with Jair Alexander, but that's an all-pro corner. That's arguably the best corner in the NFL, and uh, boy, do they need him uh, if they're going to win a bunch more games and have a shot at a championship. But Green Bay just outmanning, outperforming uh, the Steelers, a team that beat Buffalo in Week 1. And some people, oh, how in the hell did that? Well, it's the NFL. Uh, and a wake-up call for the Bills. One team went in with a lot of eggs in one basket, the Bills, and the Steelers went in kind of, you know, not being talked about and kind of under the radar. They play well, they open up eyes, and now since then, uh, the Steelers are pathetic. I mean, they're 1-3 and three and going nowhere fast. Buccaneers beat the Patriots 19-17, to 17, an outstanding, outstanding game. Um, you know, low scoring in Foxborough, in the rain, Tom Brady back, Belichick, uh, Robert Kraft, all the moments. It was a great celebration of an iconic football player, a guy coming home, a guy who gave him six rings, nine Super Bowl appearances, all the amazing moments. Uh, you know, he won't finish his career in New England, obviously, as we know. He won't be in that one uniform the entire time like a Bill Russell or a Ted Williams, um, you know, or a Bobby Orr. Uh, but this was still pretty cool. And I thought it was great that Bill Belichick, who I thought had a great game plan against Tom Brady. I thought it was a fantastic job. I thought the Pats played well. I thought Matt Jones was awesome. In this game, 275 yards, 31 of 40 throwing for two touchdowns. I thought he was fantastic. Um, but, you know, as Brady got going, he always f- figures out a way to win. Uh, Mike Evans, Fournette, and company, people getting going. They didn't have Gronk in this game, so that really slowed Tampa in the red zone. But Tom Brady always finds a way to win. I thought Belichick had a great game plan, but I was really, really thrilled that Belichick had searched Brady out, and they shared uh, you know, a conversation for about 20 minutes. And it's hysterical, man. The national media is, oh, I don't know what was said, but, man, I got to know what was said. I, I want to know what was said so bad. Why? Why? Why do you need to know? It was a moment for those two guys. I thought it was done well. 
I thought the broadcast was awesome, as always, with Michaels, Callensworth, and Tafoya and company. Uh, and uh, any, uh, the, the NFL and NBC is just, I mean, it really is awesome. You know, Maria Taylor's added more to it. Not really sure what Tony Dungy brings to the table anymore, uh, but love Chris Sims, you know, love Harrison. Um, you know, obviously Michaels, which I love Tariko. You know, it's, just, it's a very, very, very well-done broadcast, great telecast, and uh, was an awesome game. And uh, kudos to Brady, kudos to Kraft, kudos to Belichick, everybody really on board for making it work. And, um, you know, just having a love affair and really the Patriot fan base, right? They cheered him on, on the way out, and then when the game started, they booed him. <laughs> so classic, um, you know, classic uh, classic fan bases, right, in, in sports. That's what you do is you boo the opponent. They booed him eventually, but uh, cheered him at the beginning when he came out and all the rest and really gave him an ovation. And, oh, oh by the way, oh, by the way, Tom Brady, now your all-time leading passer, and NFL history, passing Drew Brees. Quickly, the Chargers, 28, win, uh, 14 winners over the Raiders. I just cannot say enough about Justin Herbert. I know he only had 222 yards, but three touchdowns, managing <clears throat> the game, how he uh, throws the ball in space, the strength, the accuracy, which last night uh, Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick were talking at length about with Herbert, is that you don't talk about the, the accuracy first. You get into all the other stuff, how big he is, how, how, how strong the release is, and all the rest. But, man, this guy's really accurate. Another really nice game for him. Austin Eckler was all over the place, and Jared Cook had a nice game for the Chargers as well. And, uh, you know, it was just a game in which I think the Chargers showed more of their might in the AFC West. I mean, I think this team is just an unbelievable team right now. They are a club to be reckoned with. They've got monster players on defense, guys who can change the game, create turnovers, Derwin James, Joey Bosa. Uh, we saw Joey Bosa get in the act with a sack, um, you know, in, in this game. Uh, we saw an interception by Derwin James. I mean, these guys are just, they're, they're difference makers. If you're an offensive coordinator, you have to game plan against these guys. And, oh, by the way, even though it is early, I know that, it appears as though Brandon Staley is the right guy for the job uh, there as head coach of the L.A. Chargers. So that's my week four NFL recap. My game ball, boy, you know, it's always hard to hand it out to uh, to, to just one. Um, I, I kind of I, I, I'm, was thinking about this going into the preview, um, you know, where I where I wanted to go. Um, so many good choices. And, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give my game ball to Daniel Jones. 28 for 40, 402 yards and two touchdowns. Super efficient. I've gotten on him a lot this year. Again, he does panic in panic situations. But Daniel Jones deserves the, the rock this week. Thought he was really good. Thought he was really efficient. He was outstanding in the fourth quarter. And uh, the Giants get their first win of the year. So my game ball goes to Daniel Jones. This is the ML Sports Platter brought to you by our good friends at Stanley Law Offices, Prestwick Golf, the Syracuse Fitness Store, and last but not least, Camillus Golf Club. Still a little bit of time to swing the clubs, folks, if you're in and around the state of New York. Go play Camillus, CamillusHillsGolfClub.com, and get your 2022 membership today as well. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games. <music>
before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.